So we want to give value to the seller by being able to close quickly. The only way we're able to close quickly is if they give us value first by discounting their asset to a certain point and us being honest and direct with that and clear. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to hopefully another super duper, youper, yippee, exciting version of a webcast. Well, it's not a version. We're actually doing a webcast right now. Podcast, I should say. Looking forward to uh, giving you some extreme value today with my two amigos. Uh, we have Frank Galuccio and Gabriel Araish, respectively from Montreal and Toronto. And I'm looking forward to uh, tackling today something that's kind of been interesting over the last couple of weeks is uh, people getting into deals or trying to get into a deal when there's absolutely no way can make any money. Uh, so many people are married to deal, not to process. And I know that we've discussed this hundreds of times. In fact, you probably are tired of us talking about it. Be married to the process, not to the result. And uh, sadly, uh, it's still happening tremendously where people are trying to get into a deal just to get into a deal, not really realizing that those numbers or that deal structure or that possibility does not allow you to make any money either upfront or at the end of the transaction. Like there's no exit possible. So you always have to look at your exits or your, you know, your, your outs before you walk into the property and make sure that you're buying the property so it cashes, it cash flows the second you actually step into it. So we're going to tackle that today. It's going to be a fairly short and sweet podcast today. Hopefully you're going to learn a little bit out of it and look at things from a sidestep perspective versus I just need a deal, I need a deal, I need a deal. It's not about the deal. It's something that's going to pay you for the rest of your life and that you can pass down from generation to generation um, as a real asset to build your family's wealth. So uh, Gabriel, I know you're pretty heated about this too. So let's let's start with you. Uh, you said something interesting is I need a deal, I need a deal. And that's something we hear a lot you know, from individuals that, that are doing this business. And needing a deal usually makes you start operating from an emotional standpoint rather than from a mindset perspective of how the deal should be structured. If you need something, uh, it's going to drive you in the wrong direction. And getting into a deal where, let's say, you know, you're looking for a 15% return and you're only getting an 8% return and you say, well, it's still an 8% return. Well, there's a reason why we're looking for a higher return. So there's, there's the entry point where you want to get in and try to get in with we like the idea of getting in with none of your money involved. So, you know, if you're coming in with, with a lower amount, then chances are is you have to bring money to the table, which the first reason why you started getting involved in doing the business according to our process is because you probably didn't have money or don't want to use your money. So if you're questioning that and now you want to get into a deal that's, you know, half or less than half of what you're being told that you need, well, then guess what? You know, you can't get in with no money. You're gonna to have to bring money to the table. So that's the entry point that's going to be wrong. But now if you decide that you're gonna use somebody else's money to be able to get into a deal, then you have another problem is how are you gonna exit this person? So how are you gonna get their money back if you're buying it wrong? Because if you're buying it at 8% return, for example, maybe it's not buying wrong if you're using your own money and you don't care when you're getting it back. But once you start getting involved with other people's money, you have to make sure that you have a clear pathway to exit so that these individuals can not only get their money back, get a return and want to start doing that all over again with you. So 
it's extremely dangerous to be married to a deal. And I know, Frank, we deal with, with students pretty much every day. We see that a lot. And it's it's the hardest part to change or flip that switch to saying, you know what, I got to be able to say no to this and move on to something else. I know it's hard. I've gone through it. I still go through it in other facets of my life other than real estate. And sometimes I got to, you know, slap myself in the face and say, hey, you know what, this is the process. You got to follow it. If it doesn't meet certain requirements, then just wait and go to the next opportunity. Well said, uh, Gabriel. And you know what? We all went through it. It boils down to three things. Uh, One time, two emotions, which you mentioned, and three is possession. So time, people are anxious to get into a deal. I get it. They're anxious. They got some internal motive uh, to get the deal. So they get excited. They get anxious. They want the deal. They just want a deal. Buying it right, obviously, you're not thinking the whole way through. What's your exit strategy? Are you making money on that? Number two, emotions. Emotions, we're just human creatures. We're going to have emotions on it. So your emotions is, oh my goodness, you know, depending where you are in your life, if you're, you know, creeping up in the 50s or 60s or whatever, you're trying to make up time and then your emotions kick in. He says, I need a deal. I need a deal by the end of the month. I need a deal because you want to get out of something. You want to uh, fulfill a pain point. Whatever your motive is getting into the real estate. And then three is possession. As humans, we just like owning shit. Um, we just like owning shit. And I remember one guy told me, <laughs> one guy told me he has a whole bunch of properties. And he goes, Oh, I've been doing this for so many years, or whatever. I got all these properties. And I go, Does it cash flow? He goes, No, not yet to this and that. So, so he's got all these properties. So he's got the possession part, but he's not making money on it. So I was laughing. I was like, When I said, Does it cash flow? Is it making you money? He's like, No. Uh, he goes, In fact, we're losing. I was like, Well, that's not a good fucking deal. So it's those three things time, emotions, and possession. It's our kryptonite as humans. And, and I get it. Uh, for many of you, and I, I've been there, Gabe's been there. I'm sure Marco's been there. Uh, it's just you got to overcome that and really think it through. I would rather wait a little bit longer to get a proper deal and I'm making money and I have a clear exit strategy or two exit strategies that I can rely on. Yeah, my first year in business, I did 119 houses. I took over debt on 100. I, I learned I could buy property subject to the existing mortgage and I bought properties that had a $200,000 mortgage and were worth 120,000 bucks. And I did a, you, you can't, you can't make an $80,000 loss on volume doing it 120 times. And I had the same problem and I made a lot of promises I couldn't keep and it was all about the deal, the number of deals versus how much money I was actually making. So a better question is not how many deals do you want to do? It's how much money do you actually want to make? That's the litmus test. And it's really hard at first to go from a, you know, to step back and say, okay, I want to do a transaction that's going to make me money. And the only way that you're going to make money is by giving value to others. I'm going to say this again. The only way to make money is to give value to others. So we want to give value to the seller by being able to close quickly. The only way we're able to close quickly is if they give us value first by discounting their asset to a certain point and us being honest and direct with that and clear. I will give you cash, but it has to be at the right number or I, the numbers don't allow me to write the cash. It's not that I can't do it, I won't do it, because if I buy something for too much, I'm putting my investor at risk. The person with the cash that I'm using or the sources that we're using will not put themselves at risk, so we have to go by the, the, the rules. Whoever has the gold makes the rules. It's one of my 10 commandments is whoever has the gold makes the rules and the lender has a responsibility to only lend at 30% off or more. So if it's not 30% off, I can't get the money. I can't give you the money. And if I can't get the money that way, then 
if I get enough value, perhaps I can find another way to give the seller value of getting rid of their property. Perhaps it's through wholesaling or wholetailing it or do a wraparound or taking over their debt or there's like hundreds of ways that we can help a seller, but there has to be value there to begin with and having clarity as to what my exit strategy is going to be once I even do help the seller. Because if I do help the seller and there's no way for me to make any money, I'm basically drowning with the seller. I'm now buying the seller's problems and I'm gonna drown along with it, which that's what I did for my first year. So to make a long story even longer is, how are you cash flowing? How are you making money? Who's at risk? And are you really wanting to hurt yourself in order to hurt others? And I hope the answer is no. And once you have an understanding that you do need to follow process to make money, it's not about you and how much money you can make if you're hurting everyone around you, because that's that's just terrible business. And that's a great point. Uh, helping others. It's funny. I was just having a conversation last night with a friend of mine and I hadn't spoken to him in a while. In fact, I used to work with him. He still works there. And obviously I no longer work there. But the discussion was like, what are you doing? And, and so I started explaining to him a little bit of the process. And in that, all I kept saying is, you know, we're helping sellers do this, helping sellers do that. He's like, yeah, but you're, it's about making money, right? That's why you're doing this. I'm like, no, it's not. It's making money is the result of all of this help that we're sending out. And he had a hard time. He's like, how come you're so philanthropic? It's not about philanthropy. It's about, you know, solving a problem. Someone has a problem. If I help them, by definition, I'm going to be helped out. It's like a universal contract, if you will, that you help someone and you will be helped. So it's about helping people first. And it's, anyways, for me, it's changed my life. And that approach has been, has made everything a lot easier. Gonna go on a quick tangent here, but imagine that uh, Gabriel, uh, Frank, and myself, uh, we had a pact that we would, at the end of the year, we're going to help you as, I'm gonna do whatever I can to help Gabriel more than he helps me. And I'm going to do everything I can to give Gabriel as much value as possible and Frank as much value as possible. And then Frank does the same thing, Gabriel does the same thing. I'm gonna give you more customers, more leads, more this, more that. And we're all in a competition as to see who can help and serve the other human most. And the three of us have this pact. Will we be better by the end of this year as a group or will we then doing this by ourselves or would we be better just taking as much as possible? What's going to be the better outcome of our lives? If we do this, I want as much as possible and I want to take as much as possible. It's about me, 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 or us having the altruistic attitude of how can we help and serve each other without expecting anything in return. If, if Frank, I want to be the winner of giving you as much value as possible to both of you. And if all three of us had that same mentality, again, without expectation at all, guaranteed millions happen from that. Imagine having a whole network like that. And that's the point is learn as much as you can to be as altru not altruistic, but just to have a giving heart, giving as much value as possible to every human you come across without expectation of anything in return. And that's key because by doing it really to help and serve, you're going to end up with a lot more at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, and you, and you nailed it. It's not about the money. The money is actually the byproduct um, yes. of you helping that person, individual, whatever, with their needs or their pain or their obstacle or their objectives. So it's a byproduct. And sometimes it's not about the money at all. Marco, we had we have examples where, you know, I, we don't want to talk about it on this podcast, but uh, Fort Lauderdale, Karen, 
Um, it wasn't about the money for this poor seller, the poor soul. She, she, she's been working with her husband for so many years. They did uh, 1031 exchanges, which we're not going to get into, but she did so many. She's fragile now. She's getting old. She can't maintain the property, uh, but she had to sell it over, well over market value in order for her to live because that was her last standing asset. She knows I need money to live and I need a place to live. We came to a solution, which was mind blowing by back then because I was new to, to, to you, Marco, and you were throwing out these solutions like, holy shit. You wouldn't even think of this. In the end, it wasn't about the money at all, which is, again, it's serving that person's needs. And doing that, you get rewarded. And we didn't get rewarded monetarily. We got rewarded by having the property and she was happy and everyone was happy. We all sang, you know, kumbaya. Right. For those that don't remember, Karen was a seller, a very elderly seller that wanted to sell her property. She would have been nailed with taxes had she sold the property. And we were able to find a structure where she was able to live for free until she died. Uh, without having to deal with the property. And the purchaser, uh, Frank, at the time was, this is how we're going to structure it. You're going to live for free. You know, we're going to handle all these issues and we're going to do it in a way where, you know, you're not nailed in taxes. And she was like, holy shit. And it was almost, she couldn't wrap her head around how it was a solution that completely solved her problem without having to her necessarily pay taxes and she got everything she wanted. And she got, she, she got uh, yeah, 1500 bucks a month for her living expense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Just nuts. And she was almost disbelief that we would put something like this together because most people are thinking, I want to buy, 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 buy. And it has to be the right price. It doesn't matter what the price is as long as the solution is there. But at the end of the day, you got the right price. We got the right solution. And you got an asset for pennies on the dollar. So, you know, everybody won. And the solution is by serving and help and finding out of the box ways sometimes of, of helping and serving someone else. But it comes down to just to stay on topic of this podcast is how can we help and serve other humans? And, and that result will give us all the money that we want. Well said. Yes, I think I think that's that's the the moral of the story. And uh, that's all the time we have. I want to do a quick podcast just on this. So don't be so focused on deal, deal, deal for you. Me, 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 me. Go from a selfish position to how can I help and serve another human and be clear and precise that I can't help you unless this happens. And, you know, you have to have clarity as to what is necessary to happen to make the deal work. And with that, of course, is education. And the more educated you are, the more you're going to be able to help and serve others, the more tools you're going to have. So, you know, it's not necessarily by watching a couple of YouTube videos or listening to these podcasts. There's a lot of details and the devil is in the details. And if this is a business that you really want to learn and master, uh, you know how to find us. Go to uh, Marco at MarcoKazowski.com. Send me an email if there's something you want to do and get involved in and learn how to help and serve others and make a ton of money at the same time and really change your life. Just like Frank and Gabriel did many years ago when they first met me. They were able to uh, apply processes and now are part of the process. And they're now my brothers from another mother. So they're they're fantastic humans. And I'm excited for my journey with them over the next decade or two. So really exciting stuff. So guys, thanks so much. And uh, hopefully as a listener, you enjoyed this a little bit or a lot of it. Please comment, share. We always love to uh, have this thing grow. And we obviously want to be the best podcast in the universe. So we're looking forward to that. So thanks, guys. Have a great day. And a great financial journey and a life journey because this is what this is all about. Have a great day. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com 
enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.